Well, hi everybody! Welcome to Nature Check, the show where you come for the game and stay for the science. We are. Hi everybody! Welcome oh. to Nature Check. The show where... Oh boy! <laughs> I can hear myself. Ah! <laughs> Maybe that was my fault. We'll never know. <laughs> well, as you heard twice, we are the show where you come for the game and stay for the science. We are incredibly grateful to all of you who have chosen to spend this particular evening with us. We hope you've taken some time for self-care. And after today, we will all go out to do powerful work and be good people to those around us. We'd also like to remind you that tonight continues our charity streams for the month of November. All this month, we're raising money for the CDC Foundation's Emergency COVID Relief Funds. The link to our Tiltify campaign is in the panels down below, and I will also put it in the chat in a moment. Your donations will go to a very important cause and also give you and us fun perks during the game. Please help us support this charity if you are able. Uh, you know the drill on the social media stuff. Please give us likes and follows here on Twitch, on Twitter, and our YouTube and podcast platforms uh, if you like what we do, because those things really help us. Uh, the social media handles for everyone playing are down in the reference section below. And if you have questions for the cast, drop them in the chat so that we can answer them. Ah, now, let's get into what we're actually doing today. <laughs> this is the second in our new series of periodic one-shots, and we'll be playing a game system called World of Wildervere. I had the opportunity to try this game out a few weeks ago over on the Beholder to No One podcast, and I liked it so much I wanted to play it again. Um, <laughs> so I'm Cheryl, and my pronouns are she, her. I'm a PhD student studying ecology at the University of Illinois at Chicago, and when I'm not doing research, I'm a science communicator and the host of The Roving Naturalist on YouTube. Tonight I will be playing a Kobaloi named Zeeker, whose pronouns are also she, her. Uh, next we've got Ryan. Hello, I'm Ryan. Uh, I'm an entomologist in Pittsburgh. I work in a conservatory and public garden. Um, so I manage all of our entomological related things, uh, as well as uh, everything related to the health of our plants. Um, so physiology, plant pathology, everything, and, and teach a whole lot about entomology, plants, sustainable land care, lawn care, like we were talking before we started uh, streaming this. And uh, elsewhere on the Nature Check channel in our Ardor campaign, I play Fletcher, who is a human wizard. And tonight in our one shot, uh, I play Heilwin, who is a created, which is sort of like a robot sort of character, only magical, and their pronouns are they, them. Uh, we also have two special guests with us tonight. Uh, first, there's Jay. So, hi, everyone. I'm Jay. I'm currently a postdoc at the Fox Chase Cancer Center in Philadelphia, where I study cancer biology. So I'm a scientist by training, but for fun, I am a self-taught illustrator and comic artist. And I make science comics um, with my partner and another friend. And you can find us at JKX Comics. And other than that, you'll find me playing with my two pet bunnies, Maxwell and Beatrice. Um, and tonight, I'll be playing a moon elf named Amathea. And both my character and myself use she, her pronouns. Awesome. Uh, then we have Sebastian. Hi, everybody. My name is Sebastian Echeverri. I'm a spider scientist. I just completed my PhD at the University of Pittsburgh. I'm all over the internet talking about jumping spiders and their dances and many other cool types of spiders. Yeah, I do a lot of uh, science communication work right now, freelance, as well as freelance macro photography. Still looking for a permanent job. 
because the job market is what it is. Uh, but I'm really excited. Uh, tonight I'm playing an orc named Belasco Lazetta. Uh, he goes by Bell, uh, and we both use uh, he, his pronouns. And holding all of us together this evening is B. Hi, everyone. I do not have video, sadly, but my name's B. I am far less accomplished as these amazing folks. <laughs> I am currently studying to be a communications major, and I made Wildervere in a bit of a fit of randomness with my friend Ava. You can find me doing stuff for Wildervere. We have a show now which releases every other Wednesday. And we also have the Frostwalkers podcast, which is releasing every other Sunday. That's a D&D 5e show that, frankly, this whole thing started to be a one-shot for that. And then it evolved into this whole other thing. And, you know, happy to be here, <laughs> in short. Okay, so I think I got all of them. But one last time, the names are Amathea, uh, Zeker, Velasco, and the last one I'm kind of bad with. Um, someone, I caught it and catch it. Uh, it's Heilwind. Heilwind, okay. Heilwind. Okay, and okay, that should be good for me. I think, unless anyone has anything they want to throw out there, we're good to start. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, sweet. I'm going to start like this, because I think this will be interesting. I am seeing the Zoom call order, which may not be the stream order, so I'm just going to go off of that. Maybe let's get a chance to hear like one or two things about the characters and then we can lead off from there because depending on that I can probably yeah so starting with uh Zeker is there anything interesting about them you'd want to lead us off with uh yeah so Zeker is a koboloi which basically means that she is sort of a bipedal lizard or amphibian looking person um I was picturing her like a red eft which is the juvenile stage for the red spotted newt um so if you've ever been walking in a forest probably in the northeast um and you see these little bright orange salamander things walking along the ground um those are red efts um they're really cool I love them oh they're so cute <laughs> right yeah so I picture her kind of like that bright colors um and that kind of leads into her personality. She um, has a lot of magic talents to a greater or lesser degree, although sometimes they go a little wonky. Uh, and she's also sort of a, a big personality. She's very friendly and likes to talk to people. And she has a flair for the dramatic. So she likes to use her magic whenever possible. <laughs> awesome. I, I love. Hilwyn, anything about yourself that you'd want to tell the audience? So... Uh, Hylwyn, uh is uh, a created, uh, which is like a magic-powered robot. And it is, yeah, it's a weird-looking name because I specifically looked up the word for sunshine in Welsh, um, uh. which is Hylwyn. And and as a water magic-powered created, Hylwyn acts as basically like a living weather station. Uh, they monitor and predict seasonal weather um, and work on... The big farmlands around one of the main cities uh, in in this world to predict, you know, what's the weather going to be? So what would the best crops be for this season? And, you know, if I think it's going to be a, a very dry, prolonged summer, we want to grow things that don't require lots of water so we don't have to be inputting things all the time. And so Heilwin worked really hard to ensure food is abundant and provided equitably to everybody in the city and tends to the crops and the land and is really interested in the, the health of the plants and the people who depend on those plants. Um, and they are often go out and uh, go on 
adventures searching around uh, to try to find new plants that could be cultivated and used as potential new food or, or fiber or lumber or any of those uh, new kinds of uses for uh, the plants around them to, to, to diversify their agriculture. Awesome. I love it. Amathea, anything you want to tell the audience about yourself? Yeah, so Amathea is a moon elf, and Amathea is actually the name of the fifth discovered moon of Jupiter. Um, so it's actually something in our universe, in the Milky Way. She is very much in love with everything water, and which is very fortunate because she is one of the youngest people to earn or be granted sort of water magical, so hydromancy um, powers. And she also comes from a place that is very much in touch with the sea. So um, being ruled by the moon and being in touch with the sea is very much a part of her character. And she uses that abilities mostly to protect the home where she's from. Although some folks may think that she's also the one that's kind of behind those natural water disasters, but that she's then, you know, saving. But she uses a combination of her water skills as well as um, illusionary magic to sort of ward off any, you know, evil things that might be coming towards her town. Okay. And then uh, Belle. Yeah. So, yeah, Belasco, he goes by Belle. Like I said, he's an orc and he is really interested in the new kind of wildlife that has come um, into this world in the last few hundred years. So these monsters, these kind of animals that have changed in some way. Um, he grew up with a family that were herders near one of the uh, cities. So they'd kind of come in to town every now and then, but he grew up with around animals and has been dreaming of making like a bestiary and learning the natural history of all these monsters from around the world. And to do that, he actually trains or some of them pets and animals he's trying to tame um, in part to help because sometimes these monsters create problems in the world now that they, their ecology has changed and they're in conflict with uh, some places and some people. So he's still pretty young, but he's starting to try to do that kind of work of learning about anim these animals or monsters and finding ways for them to to fit into uh, the new kind of changing world. His name, I feel like I, I, I missed the theme. Just, it's just a name. It's just a, it's just a name uh, that I picked from a list of real names of people from like the Basque region of Spain, which is like where my last name is from. He has a tame crestel, which are those like kind of ostrich-like birds that he rides around on because his family has a flock of them that he that they use to herd the other animals and he has a a semi-trained uh small red drake little like wingless dragon-like fiery lizard that he carries around that he um hatched from an abandoned egg that sometimes listen to him and that one is named fugue and the crestal is named zephyr and those are his friends and he he kind of makes friends with animals better than people. Um, not that he's not dislikes people, but has been around animals a lot more. And he always carries around like a, um, uh, like a, a field notebook to like make observations about stuff that he sees. And yeah, he, he's kind of right now doing all these like 
small part-time jobs around the city and helping people, you know, find lost animals and stuff like that. All right. I love it so much. Okay. So let's open with this. You guys, through various different means, you can kind of come up with just for the sake of bringing everyone together are in the city of Torin, which is the basically the greenest spot in Wildevere, which is saying a good bit. <laughs> this place has a ton of lush forests, the most creatures out of any of the other city-states, probably, and it's also known as just the city of the world soul, which is the magic that emanates through everything, because there are rumors that all magic sprouts from this place. But you are in a ranger station. This is a area on the edge of the, the forest in the north. There's just like different people doing different smaller tasks, uh, but you were all called because there was a bit of a situation with a native creature that lives in this area called the Bumblekit. They are, well, I feel like this uh, older half-orc man is probably showing you uh, what the bumble kits are as you're learning about them and they're just basically cat bees bumble kits are soft fluffy and about the size of a kitten they live in and around Torin and farmers fields and they're often kept as pets they vocalize often which tend to be either purring chittering or buzzing they burrow in the ground like rabbits and they have friends called the bedroom which are noodle like almost dragon ish bees and they kind of tend to flock together but the problem was today that some of the bumble kits have gotten away from the bedroom hives and so you're basically going on a cat bee roundup <laughs> wait wait you're having us herd cats is that yes <laughs> not well we're not we're not just herding cats right. we're herding Cat bees who yes. can fly yes. and <laughs> this should go perfectly. Of course. Like my character perfectly. is supposed to be good at this and I'm already worried. <laughs> <laughs> also for fuck? everyone listening to the podcast, we were all making the best squee faces while B was describing the bumble kits. So. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, I gotta give credit words due. Someone in the server, there you go by Nat, uh, made the bumble kit as a concept. And we were like, oh, that's so cute. Can we use it? And they were just like, oh, absolutely. And then they, like, within seconds, we were just like, it's canon. It's, it's just what it is now. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, yeah, to combine bumblebees, one of the, like, fuzziest, dopiest, cutest insects with kittens? Like, <laughs> oh, like I want one. <laughs> I will try and find the art. Uh, I wish talk. I was in my bee onesie. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Oh, Isn't it onesie. occupied right now? <laughs> It is currently. It'll make an appearance. (laughs) The best, the best part about this is for anyone uh, in the server. There's a literally a different colored role for people who are whose name is or like has B in it. There's just there's just a B in the server. So bees have become, I guess, part of part of the thing. I guess I don't know. Uh, Part of the lore. Yes, just good bees. But anyway, this older half-orc with kind of like the, when I say like ranger, think kind of like park slash forest ranger look, mixed kind of like that in Boy Scout, the, the big hat, you know, and they're just like showing you pictures of the bumble kit and like 
giving you a map to the farm. It's not very far away. You're at the edge of the forest, so the, the main city state is very close, you know? And basically all they're asking is a couple of them got loose, going into the areas where near the farm and finding them and bringing them back so that way they can collect honey with their bedroom friends. All right. So that is that is the mission. It'll be a little bit of a walk to the farm though. So you'll have some time to, you know, hang out, get to know each other before you go do this. The Torin rangers are in the area also looking. So if, so they kind of say like, if you see one of them, stop them and ask for help if you need it, you know? They're all kind of aware that there's bumble kids loose, but you guys were sent in because they're kind of stuck to their areas of the forest by their stations and you guys can kind of go freely. I feel like Belle starts to walk, like, thank the guy and walk away and then, like, does a double take, leans back and says, um, how many are we looking for again? Oh, yes. Uh, there should be five. <clears throat> five, be okay. Five, yes. But they, they usually like to go in groups, but we, for some reason, they all kind of split off in their own little way. So you might find smaller groups, but all five will likely not be in the same place. And how okay. big are they? Thank you. About the size of a regular cat. So hold them in your arms, uh, but not too much bigger than that. And how far can they fly? Not very. They are, they are very, their wings do not do very well at keeping them up for very long. So they're more likely to prowl like cats than fly around. And do they sting? Only if they're threatened. Okay. And then it's, but it doesn't have any sort of venom to it. It's more just like an, a, an extra claw in the back of a cat. Okay, because I feel like us catching them could be perceived as threat, so. It would, it, they are, they're usually pretty chill about that. They're, the ones that are in the farms near Torin tend to be rather good with being picked up and taken care of. But, uh, you know, it depends on how you approach them, I suppose. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> One of the only parts on a cat that isn't weaponized is now weaponized. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> I have I have put in the chat of ours the Nat's work if you would like to see the bumble kit. <laughs> oh, it kind of looks like a little Eevee, but like more bee-like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, so cute. oh, this does look like what a bug type evolution would be. It, it does. Oh my god. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, okay. Well, I apologize for everyone as we all take a second to look at this, but it's very cute. <laughs> very I, cute. I will I will post something on it on our socials later with Nat's permission. I will need to ask Nat to make it more public than this, but But you can also uh, check out World of Wilderbeer and join their it's a Discord server, right? Yes, yeah, yes. You can also do that. <laughs> uh, so, you guys have a moment. The half-orc man is the head ranger, so he's going to stay behind. But he gave you a map. It's very, it's really not far. Just a couple, a couple minute trek to this farm. Very quick, very easy. Um, but you do have like a minute for you guys to kind of talk amongst yourselves as you get there, if you are the type that would do so. So, yeah. It's also like mid-afternoon and the light's kind of coming through the trees it's very nice uh about start of autumn so the leaves are starting to fall very and because it's torn when it's autumn everything looks autumn all like 
it's just the ideal autumn imagery you would oh, imagine nice. just throughout the whole place and that's just kind of the it's a very dirt trail there's not a lot of like anything else just paved ins in the dirt to get you to the city state from these forest areas little markers like they would have at campsites to have like this is the yellow trail this is the red trail you know but you don't really even need to follow those it's just sort of a main path back to the back to the city and the farm should be like right about there i think we can do this right it's five five bumble kits there's there's four of us so i'll just grab two and then everyone gets one and we'll be okay sure yeah, I think that should work. Have Have any of you, like, worked with bumble kits before? I, I'm a, you know, back over in uh, Oa where I'm from. They're not that many flowers, so the not too much bumble kit like farming. Never actually, uh, you know, actually held one before. I don't know how to. Have Have y'all worked with them before? They They do occasionally come through the farms. They some they take some flowers to take home, but when they play and tumble around, they tend to spread pollen everywhere, and we get better crops. So I usually don't mind, but we usually don't do anything about them. They kind of come and go. I'm assuming from somebody who lives nearby. Yeah, they don't they don't come too often over towards um, marital either. Just you know the being so close to the sea and all of that water, they tend to not really like to get wet, a little bit more of those cat-like abilities. So mm. I'm not really sure how to handle these either, Belle. I'm from well, here, but I mostly do plant stuff, so I've never messed with these either. Hmm. Well, it sounds like they do like pollen, so maybe if we could get some of that, that might help us. Um, maybe, maybe their owners at the farm will have something they know they really like. And if we can get some and they know where we should go check, maybe we don't have to look so much for them if we can lure them into us. I like I like how you think. All right, let's see what we can find. Someone in the um, chat wants to know if they like catnip. <laughs> <laughs> if they are fed it, and they uh, it'll depend. I would say they all they're all little personality. They all have little personalities. So some might prefer pollen over catnip, but some some might be swayed if. Do like, they react to pollen in the same way as catnip? Absolutely. <laughs> it's not something I considered until this moment in time, but I'm overriding anyone who said anything to the contrary if it's ever come up. <laughs> so, they would, so they would love catnip and cat mint, which bees love. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so... You guys kind of make it up this dirt trail. Very nice. Actually very pretty to look through if, you know, just the plants and trees are your thing. Yeah, I definitely think that, like, Bell is walking around with, like, his big notebook out and, like, kind of drawing in it as he's walking. And maybe bumping into things. Yeah, he was given a, like, a, a, a paper version of the Bumble Kit, like, information if you wanted to sketch it out later on so that they have a reference that the right oh yeah he definitely like clipped that into his notebook yeah. <clears throat> and b while we while we're walking along uh since it's autumn this is we we sort of started this sort of on the opposite side of Torin from where most of the the farms are where where Heilwin works um mm-hmm. I think I would like to roll with my observant skill 
to okay. see if there are any new like berries or or nuts or anything that are developing and being exposed because leaves are falling. Yes. Um, since I'm always on the lookout for something like, hey, does that not grow on like the east side of the city that I could potentially like figure something out with? Yeah, you could absolutely okay. roll with that. Okay. <clears throat> so that is observant is my D10 skill. So I'm hoping. Yes. And get something very good. quickly while you roll for the audience who may not know, the way Wildervere's dice system works is meant to be just quick and easy. So the, everyone has a list of five self-picked skills, either from a list in the book or that they chose based on the character's personality, as well as one for their city-state of origin and one for what kind of race they're playing. The race and the city-state ones have static numbers attached, but the rest of them you choose between a d12 to d4, so 12, 10, 8, 6, 4, and whenever you roll, whenever a situation comes up, you can roll a d20 for anything. But if you think one of those skills would be pertinent, you can let me know. And if I agree, you can add that other dice to the d20 roll. So in this case, it would be a d20 plus a d10 because of the observant. So what did you get? Uh, I only got a 12. That's not, that's not too bad, though. The way things are going, there doesn't seem like there's any sort of new plant life or anything like that in the area. Autumn kind of has made things a bit more chill here, but it's more like things are sort of naturally growing out than new things showing up. Could I help Halewin out uh, with my uh, wind magic? So being from the desert city, I have a bit of minor wind magic. Okay. Um, so could I use that to like because he's looking for new things growing to just kind of blow like leaves and stuff out of the way. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that they can, um, might be able to see something that's like hidden or that's kind of oh. growing up underneath things. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let me, so, so Bell kind of, I'm not, I'm not great at this, but let me try as I find my D eight for harness the wind. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, that is a, a seven because I got a nat one on the d20. Oh. Um, which I think means things happen if I'm remembering the rules correctly. Yeah, because you use magic. So, I did uh, use magic and I didn't think it would happen this fast. No, but it's fine. Talking um, beforehand about my cursed d20 and I think this is, a, this is it doing things. Yep. So again, a bit of a lore bit before we get into the fun part. All magic in Wildervere is Wild magic, the way you'd imagine it in other TTRPGs, in Wildervere is more like magic at its rawest, if that makes sense. So when people use magic, they hone it in such a way to avoid weird, wild consequences. But when it's not done as refinedly, sometimes wild things happen. So roll a d20, about. Uh, All right, let's see what happens here. I'm very interested. Uh, that is an 18. Ooh, okay. Uh, okay, so Belle, you turn around. Yeah. And this is just two, just a moment ago, Zeker was there, but now standing okay. in their place is a in your eyes yeah. is a big red spotted bear. Oh God! Oh God! Bear! 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 Would you? And, and, and like I start like backing away and like flailing my arms. Uh, someone do I something! There's a bear! I think it ate Zeker. Hylin and Alethea, just so you know, Zephyr's just standing there. It, it's just, it's just Zeker. I'm sorry, it's just Zeker. And she's like, like looking over her shoulder like, where, where's the 
uh, I will say. Oh, oh, wait, um, wait, maybe I should freeze. Maybe I should freeze. <laughs> in the chaos, uh, in, in the chaos, uh, I will say for Hylwin, you did see some plants that are kind of sprouting up from the dirt, like some root-based, uh, some root-based fruits and veggies and stuff. So, like, you're just kicked away in the freak out over bear. And so I just imagine, like, as Belle's, like, you know, kind of backing away, you're just like, ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I immediately just got out the, like, the mini trowel and things that I have as, like, built-in accessories since I'm, like, a robotic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Automaton, and just I start, like, extracting things to take oh, yeah. them back and transplant. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there's no one. There's a, do you not? Amethea, like- do you not? It's right. I don't know where Zeker is, but I think it ate. I think it ate Zeker because it's the same color as Zeker. Okay. Do, do you not see this? Here, maybe, maybe Belle. Since um, one of my characteristics is that I have a very good eye for detail, maybe if I uh, can roll well, maybe we could see if this bear you're seeing has a shadow, and if it doesn't then we know that it's not going to actually be real. Are all bears vampires? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they might be all vampires, but maybe something else happened with why you're now seeing... I mean, granted, I don't see Zeker either, but I think first we need to decide whether or not this bear is real. Wait, everybody sees me as a bear or just No, Belle? no. I think just, it's just Belle. It's oh, just, just Belle. Belle. Okay. Okay. Just Belle. No. Okay. Well, no. how about then I can try and convince him if I roll using my eye for detail that, that makes sense. he can see that yeah. there's, you know, no. I'm very much, I'm very much, okay. I like that. Yeah, that works. This was just supposed to be a few minutes walk, but. <laughs> it has become. It, it, hey, you know what? The banter. But Bell just had to start hallucinating on the trail. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it just got magic in their eyes. What do you okay. do in the middle of the woods? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you've had some magical shrooms. Who knows? Look, this is this is where bears live in the woods. We must it's be in all, Oregon. They're hungry. It's almost they're to prepare to hibernate. We're in danger, guys. <laughs> I just look at Amalthea and I'm like, isn't he supposed to be the animal person, right? (laughs) I feel like there's something very wrong going on here. Okay, so if I roll for my eye for detail, which I have at D10, I get 12. That, you can, you can point it out. I think this isn't very, it's not very hard to to convince once like, because already the magic's probably kind of starting to fade out a bit. So that plus, hey, hold on, you know. (laughs) <laughs> might just be enough to like <sighs> they blink their eyes and there's Zeker just looking like a little <sighs> a little lost. <laughs> Zeker. I thought you were God. I thought I thought, oh, it's so good to see you again. Come on, Belle. The shadow clearly wasn't the size of a bear. It was Zeker's shadow. Like <laughs> come on. <laughs> look, look, I don't know if vampire bears are real or not, okay? <laughs> I, I've heard stories. Um and I haven't heard anything that disproves vampire bears, so I'm I'm gonna keep an eye out. I admire your open-mindedness. <laughs> <laughs> I want everyone to know I googled vampire bear just, <laughs> ju- just to look, and the first thing I found was like 
a bear with like bat wings and it's like i think maybe you build a bear and it is without question the best thing i've seen all day <laughs> um, wait anyway. that's the best thing you've seen today it must be really good <laughs> oh well i mean yeah today hmm. has had a lot of high quality images on yes. the internet <laughs> this is true man i've just been off i've been off most of today i think yeah just been busy but i will tr- if i can get the thing to it's fine i'll figure it out anyway uh after that little that little you know wake up that little jolt of wild magic you did end up finding your uh you did end up finding your 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 plants though your your new roots and such you make it back and you find the farm and it's small very nice a lot of wood there's like a little a-frame cabin off to the side just it's a very sweet place and there's a uh, just a human man just kind of tending to different like carrots and things like that and they look at you all and just go oh you must be here about the about the, the bumble kits huh we are well that's good um i can show you where they usually where they usually stay and we can go from there so he kind of drops his his tool that he was using you know and just uh just instantly walks you over to you instantly can tell it is very big. This person seems to take very good care of their bumble kids and veterans. This is a very nice big space, you know. There's like they all have little they have little water bowls with their names on them for the bumble kits, as well as like big big cat doors to walk into the veteran hives. It's just very, very big and nice cozy space for them. Now I have to ask, do bumble kits have a larval stage? And if so, are oh, there like little like like kitty. yeah, little oh, like you know, um honey honey like uh, hexagons with um, do they build a colorants? Yeah. They are they do are they are do they are they holometabolists or hemimetabolists? <laughs> you guys are just bullying the non scientists today, aren't you? <laughs> no, that's not bullying. <laughs> We just really want to know about these bumble kits. Oh, yeah, this, no. this is just what we put Cheryl through all the time. <laughs> I'm going to make her start describing soils they, to me. They asked me about like the water table the other day, and I was just like, ah. <laughs> I know. I just, uh, I knew it would happen. It's just amusing as heck. Oh, sure. Um, <clears throat> I really so... wanted to put a pun with caterpillar, but that is not the larval stage of a bee. <laughs> <laughs> Still uh, good though. Still good. <laughs> it's still good. I I should know more about my namesake animal, frankly. But uh, there are a couple like very small, larval stage little bumble kits just kind of in the hives. They're not in the little men. You know, I'm imagining the box kind of made hive things with just like a little cat door up in the front for the bumble kits. There's enough so that way I imagine it's like one bedroom hive, and then each of them has one little cat door. And outside of it is the the bowls of food and water. And so one bumble kit takes up enough space to only fit in one. So there's five little ones, one for each bumble kit. It also acts as like their cat house. <laughs> and this farmer just kind of looks at all of you and just goes, I don't really know what made them run off, but I would guess that it was probably they smelled something interesting or something that they would want or more flowers in the area, just anything that would attract them. I do my best to keep an eye on them because they do like to be playful, especially since 
there's so much magic here in Torin. Sometimes they can get a little out there, a little wacky, but uh, I don't think I don't think they'll cause you too much trouble. Um, if there's any way I can help you, uh, don't be afraid to ask. Yeah, uh, how long have they been missing? Only a few hours now. They shouldn't have been able to get too far. But there's like a little trail going down that way into the forest again. And like the main city state are really the only two routes they could have taken besides going back the way you came from. So I don't imagine that you would, unless you saw one already, I, I would doubt they would go on that way. So you could go down those two places and you'll probably find them. They can't, they don't move too far, too fast by themselves. And I know eventually they'll probably, um, if they were left to wander, they'd eventually come back. But I... You know, just with everything that could be out there that might be harmful for them to eat, I just, I don't want to take chances. Speaking of eating, do they have any favorite foods? Yes, and he just goes, let me get it from inside, and kind of goes back into their farmhouse, and they walk back with, like, I'm trying to imagine, what like, pollen cat treats would be, and I'm just imagining, like, little flowers with like the center of them having like the stuff in them and just like the rest of it looks like those regular cat treat cookie kind of things and he's just like i they they will drop anything for some of these i will not lie um i probably should have led with these now that i'm thinking about it but um here i'll put a couple of them in a satchel for you and if one gets close and if one's trying to get away or anything like that don't worry about them uh I, I like to make them myself so I can just make more. So no worries. And he like gets you like a kind of just like a burlap sack full of them. Very, just like you can kind of throw around your arm, you know, nothing too fancy, okay. but also there's enough in there. Thank you. Um, I, I think as soon as he turns around, Belle and like takes one out and like pops it in his mouth to taste it. Uh, and I need to know, is it tasty? Mm. <laughs> What is Belle's stance on cat treats as a taste? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to roll a d20 and see if Belle likes the, the taste of cat treats. That's fair. Uh, that's a six. So I'm going to say he doesn't. <laughs> I mean, the, the pollen part is probably pretty okay. It's just that it's surrounded by cat treats. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Bad idea. Bad idea. Um. Uh, what did you expect, Val? Like these aren't made for you; they're made for the Bumble Kids. Yeah, but but you know that they make honey, and so and pollen and like I don't know. You, look, one of the things I've learned is sometimes to to help find animals or or to just work with them, you have to get in their heads. You have to f- realize you know what they like and kind of get a sense for that and. Sometimes that means I try food that ends up tasting really bad to me, but sometimes it actually works. <laughs> and I guess today wasn't one of those times, huh? Yeah, it's kind of been an off day. <laughs> you don't say. So he comes back, hands you the, the burlap thing, and just goes, is there anything else? Um, you're, if anything gets, a, you, <clears throat> if you find one, feel free to drop them back off here and continue. Like, the whole place is open to you. I can maybe start making some actual some actual treats for all of us once the bumble kids return using some of the honey. So, uh, yeah. <clears throat> is this an idea? As a, I think this might. The, any, I hold up the the sack of treats. I think this might work, beef enough. But just in case, 
Do you happen to have the uh, the Queen Bumble kit here? Oh, uh, she's a bit more of a house cat than the rest of them because okay. she. But uh, and he just kind of walks inside the farmhouse and just goes like, "Yeah, I'm talking about you. Yes, I'm talking about you, lazy. Come on, get up." And they're just like, and you can tell they're like jokingly teasing the way everyone kind of joke bullies their cats and just like they walk out with it's like it's a bumble kit but they have like like a paper crown on their head that was clearly made by them you know by the by the owner just clearly made one just to be cute and it's a bit bigger than the others and she's just kind of like has this very cat hoity attitude that you can just instantly tell by the way she's just kind of looking at all of you like you've interrupted my nap (laughs) oh i would like one please (laughs) (laughs) just now i don't know uh, too much about bumble kits but i've heard that sometimes they will follow the queen and we might be able to use that to get the other ones to come back to us the owner like looks down at the queen bumble kit who looks up at the owner with this look of like, are you actually going to do this? Like, <laughs> I was sleeping a moment ago. How dare you? <laughs> and uh, for I the feel... record, Bell 100% looks like he thinks this is the best idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's I like the judging by the laughs. I can like, it's like, ah, uh, it's clear that everyone knows exactly the face that I'm talking about from this cat. But uh, it eventually like hops out of their arms, looks up at all of you guys, kind of spin, like walks in a circle around you for a moment. He just kind of sits, like, waiting. He's like, all right, fine. <laughs> this is fine. I, perhaps a an alternative, if your majesty, if you don't want to come with us, uh, I pull out a little, like a, like a scrap of, like, cloth handkerchief or something. You just, like, wipe the garden tools off and stuff. I'm like, if, if you rub on this, we could just take your scent and so you can go back to your rest and we will simply have something to make the other bumble kits feel calm and safe and 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 know that they are that we have your blessing to go find them. It like squints for a minute to consider this, just like hmm. Then <clears throat> extends its wings out to full size, lowers again, and then just kind of like rubs against this and just makes a very clear effort to make it like I am rubbing on this I am getting you know what I mean just like making it very clear that they're doing this and this isn't just them being cute so that's and then after that they look back at the house owner the farmer just kind of give a quick purr and then just start walking back into the farmhouse just like I own this place (laughs) thank you you. they turn back kind of give another purr and then keep going uh, I do a, a very deep bow to the Queen <laughs> Bumble Kit. The, the house owner just kind of sighs. And says, They're not, it's, everyone does this, and it always <laughs> it just always inflates her ego. <laughs> Why would you? Uh, it's fine. I, mm, you can tell. This, it's just like, I just have to live with that all the time. It's just my life. <laughs> But that's how all cat owners think. And then your next thought is like, oh, but I, I couldn't I couldn't not have oh, yeah. that mm-hmm. cat around. So. I'm impressed at how smart she is. She like understood what you were asking and everything. <laughs> so they have just very clearly just been done, just walked away. 
and good call on the getting the scent hail and uh, I realize that we might have just lost another bumble kit if we brought that one with us. <laughs> she may have abandoned us after not very long. Take a and penny, come leave back a penny. here. So, is, if uh, there's anything will, else, will the bumble kits stay with us once we fed them, or do we need to come back with each one when we find it, or uh, will they run away from us again? Uh, they should be able to stay with you once you've fed them and shown them you're from me. They should be able, you should be able to do it in one fell swoop if you'd like. If you feel more comfortable dropping them off, no problem here. But they sh- it should be fine either way. It is completely and totally up to you. And how do the bumble kits, if, if they're still gone and, and lost out there once the sun sets... Uh, what do they what do they do at night? Do we do we need to get them all back before it's dark or they're gonna once completely starts, hide? Once it starts getting too dark, I think they will try and come back. So as it gets closer to nightfall, they might end up closer, meaning it might be easier to scoop them up because they'll try to come back. But if it gets too dark, they'll probably just find a tree and hunker down. But uh, as it gets closer towards towards nightfall, they might try their best to make it back this way, meaning uh, that little window of time might be the easiest to grab them, because they'll be trying to head towards you. But, you know, they would be very... You'd have to judge that very, very specifically. (laughs) So that's why we're trying to start now. Yeah, I don't really want to be stumbling around looking for bubble kits in the dark. (laughs) No, I've, I've done it a couple times. It's not fun, especially... Especially in these woods. Uh, most of the creatures here are rather wonderful. It's just, you know, when night comes, they get a little bit more territorial, and sometimes that's all you need for to cause some problems, you know? But uh, for the most part, you should absolutely have no problems uh, finding them once, once they get the scent of the queen and some of their favorite treats in their bellies, they should be completely attached. All right. Let's do it. Cat hunt. Cat hunt. Cat hunt. Okay. Cut out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you guys just kind of start to uh, go out. You have a choice. You could go down the hiking sort of like dirt trail, or you can go deeper into the city. Those are the two ways that they could have gone. And it's likely that they could have split off just because yay smells. <laughs> it's just a matter of which one you want to brave first. Anybody have thoughts? I was muted. Um, <laughs> it happened. I, I looked at the button and it, anyway. <laughs> Time the scenes conversation. If I were a bumble kit, and I'm not saying I am because that pollen snack did taste really bad. I wonder I mean, you if you thought they... someone was a bear. I couldn't, you, I wouldn't be surprised if you thought you were a bumble kit. <laughs> I would guess they might be going off into the forest to get some, to find some wild flowers now that it's fall, since there won't be too many in the coming season. I think we might be want to check there first. Sounds logical. I mean, it's worth Let's... a shot. It's 50-50, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll find some either way. Well, if we we're going to continue into the woods, uh, I'm going to change to my off-roading tire. I, I, I don't walk around, I roll around. Since I'm okay, an automaton. And I've just been on some sort of my like sort of normal wheels, but uh, 
a uh, a different set of like thicker like rubber tires come down and the others retract so that I can go more like off road. That's awesome. I, I also <laughs> I that, that completely changes my mental picture of Halewin. <laughs> something this. much cooler. <laughs> I love this. Amazing. Are you? Uh, I'm picturing like, is it? Oh god, now I'm forgetting the name. How many tires do you have? Are you like still kind of human shaped or Wally. like? Yeah. <laughs> No, it's like, honestly, what the picture I've had in my head, I don't know if there's probably very few people who would get this reference because it's to a Super Nintendo game Okay, called The Secret of Mana. Okay, I do know if, the Secret of Mana. If anybody has ever played, it was literally one of my, still is one of my favorite games like my whole life. And there's these ro- like robot boss enemies in that that are on like one wheel, like a unicycle. But I picture his like the like normal everyday tires is is a single one, but this is down on like two, so that I'm like gotcha. I'm more and, and with a and a probably a little one in the front, so I'm like a tripod, so I'm more stable and they're like tougher tires. Ooh, okay, that's super cool. So like like normally kind of like a unicycle on the bottom, but now you've got like yeah. two like. But that tireless. yeah, that retracted, cool. and I put out my like the like off roading, so I'm like more stable tougher sweet awesome anyone else have any preparations they want to make before heading out i have something i'd like to do once we're in the woods but i'll wait okay with that then you guys start your your trek i think unless amathea has anything i have two monitors and so my mouse is getting lost on the other uh, no don't even worry about it <laughs> maybe I'll take my, I have a compass in my backpack that might be useful mm. so as we wander deeper into the woods to make sure that we don't get lost. Alrighty. I have to use the compass on land. If we were at sea, I have uh, nautical awareness as one of my abilities, so Ooh. we would be definitely much suited on sea, so right. I don't <clears throat> quite know all of this land business. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad we're not looking for sea bees. <laughs> Okay, now so I need to know. I need to know. Are, yeah, yeah. Sea bees. Sea bees are a thing. Yeah, they're like sea lions with bees. Yeah, little like a yeah. Okay, cool. Just opening a new document. We're making it happen. It's already had title untitled document. Not anymore. Oh, they could right. fly out and like do little dives under the surface <gasps> to pollinate the like the shallow water underwater blooming grasses. Yeah. So they like go down and like yeah. dive to go visit the flowers. Oh my god, it, it's already That's done. Great. <laughs> it's, it's canon done. And they're super happy. They almost look like dolphins jumping in and out of the waters. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. uh... <laughs> All right, yeah, I, no, now we're, we're creating some quality lore here. <laughs> you don't understand. I, I live for this. <laughs> so yes, you have probably now begun your trip back into the woods. Okay, so once we've gotten a little way in, so like, you know, mostly trees around us, I would like to use, you can tell me which one is better, um, either uh, my enchantment magic or my flair for the dramatic to make some bear noises. Oh my god. Okay. It was Flare for the Dramatic and... Or Enchantment Magic. I don't know which one you think is better. Hmm. Are you trying to give Belle flashbacks? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is more about just trying to get the sound right versus trying to, like, 
magically change anything. So I would say Flare of the Dramatic is probably the choice I'd make. Okay, then I will do that if I can find the right die. There it is, okay. Um, that is a 14 total. Okay, so obviously, uh, Zeker, you're a kobold. You are like a little reptile or amphibian, you know, just like a little creature. And a bear is big, so it's not like it's not perfect, but it was surprisingly good. Like considering the situation, it surprisingly well done. <laughs> Can I um, help out oh my, <laughs> my illusion magic to cast a bear off into the so many regrets? Yes. <laughs> Every everything, every moment can be a moment in comedy. Roll for it. <laughs> okay. Um, while while you're rolling, no, go ahead. <laughs> it it looks it looks a little less like oh my gosh, there's a bear there, and more like oh my gosh, someone drew a really convincing bear over on the wall that magically <laughs> exists for some reason. Wait. With a twelve. It, it's less like, oh wow, a real bear, and more like, oh wow, a really well-drawn 2D bear. <laughs> okay. Um, so one of Bell's character's traits is that he's very stubborn. Uh-huh. Uh, so can I just roll with that to see like whether or not they are scaring me? <laughs> you can absolutely do that. Okay, because I'm trying very hard to, to, to not be afraid of this bear that I definitely thought killed my friend earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is a 13 total, because stubborn is a d6 skill for me. We are rolling that, real low. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to think. This that was better than the illusion, but I don't think it was the illusion was a 12, right? Yeah, like 12. And that was a 13. So you weren't spooked. And that was a 13, right? I'm not going crazy. Mm-hmm, yeah, so <clears> okay. I wasn't spooked, so you weren't spooked as much six, by sorry. the bear or like by the bear illusion. But the the sound definitely gave you a jump. <laughs> I, I do think at that moment, Bell like jumps up in the air, and because of his attunement to wind magic, it's like it's a really high jump. <laughs> Amazing. And then he just like kind of awkwardly like drifts back down to the ground, and just lands like. <clears throat> I know there isn't a bear. Okay. <laughs> well, of course there isn't. Zeker's right here. I mean, we're in the woods, so there's probably a bear somewhere. That, that's what I was saying before! Right, but now you just said you know there's not a bear. There's probably a bear somewhere. It's, like, really likely. I would like bees. to roll to look for bear tracks, please. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely can. I have nature's... Uh, would nature's bounty apply to this? That The, the sure. natural orc yeah. ability? Okay, uh, so I'm gonna roll for that. Uh, that is also a 13. Total. Um... You would see old, like, kind of trampled over by, you know, everyone else kind of tracks. So, okay. like, there could have been a bear here, like, a week ago. <laughs> oh, God. You know it was a week ago, but it could still be around. I mean, I'm not as scared of a bear. What? No. <laughs> what was that? No, nothing, nothing. Bubble kits, bubble kits. Yes. No bears. It's not about bears. We're not, we're not worried about bears. We're not worried about bears, are we? And I think at this point... um. Like Belle has like a like a big kind of like like a fur kind of shawl thing, and like it's it's kind of pretty big like around his shoulders. And he like reaches into it and like out of it 
he kind of almost pulling it out is like a small little like yay big uh like red uh like monitor lizard looking drake and it's like a fugue you keep an eye out for bears okay and he like holds it out almost like like as if it is like a little flamethrower just like mini bear spray and this is his his pet drake that he's been trying to train for a long time but doesn't always listen to him mm-hmm. uh, that he's just just on the off chance that there's a bear just okay i hope we don't lose him too bell then we'd have to find him and all the bumble okay. kids <laughs> fugue is pretty good about usually 40% of the time he comes when I call him 100% of the time. It's fine. That was okay? a lot of conditionals. <laughs> a lot. He just kind of gives you all like, <laughs> like a, I know what I'm doing. Kind of <laughs> a glance. Just like, yeah, I'm, I'm a robot and that did not compute. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I'm going to, since Belle is now all ramped up, I'm going to try to use my harness the land power uh, where I can create small plant life to make just like a just like a small plant uh, in like probably something like the mint family to pick and give to him to chew to like calm down and like have like a soothing cooling sensation oh (laughs) it's a 24 oh my god it's very soothing (laughs) it's very minty it's very nice and I say oh, I, I, a big enough plant pops up that I end up giving some to everybody. So we yeah. have a little like Hail like passing out sticks of gum. My breath has ever been. <laughs> and it's very cooling and soothing. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So let's actually look for these bumble kids. Yeah. <laughs> just I just looked at the t- <laughs> um, I I t- that I uh that piece of cloth, I I tie it like a like a handkerchief around myself so that it's out and like there the smell yes. can go out. And I uh, I activate one of my internal fans so it kind of is blowing past it and kind of putting the scent out to try to draw them closer to us. That's brilliant. Okay. Uh, so who wants to be like? Does someone want to be like up in the front, kind of like scouting ahead? Like how do you guys want to, or do you want the the scent fan to be up in front leading your little like how do you guys want to form your little hiking group well helen you're also like good at spotting stuff and you have the stinky thing on your neck so like it makes sense for you to go first for both reasons right i can definitely go in in the front i feel and if there's any rough terrain or anything we need to deal with i feel like i'm probably the least likely to fall down at this point with my with my all-terrain tires out Okay, so do you want to roll for that? Uh, uh, for seeking around, maybe observant will be good. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, I can roll. Yeah, I'll do it with my yeah with my observant skill. Mm-hmm. Sixteen. Yeah, you definitely can hear like the mix of buzzing and purring coming from like a fruit bush a bit of a ways away. And there's also like little scampering sounds, almost as if some they're like just bumping around in this bu- in this bush, and it's about maybe five feet from you. I put up my hand. I'm like, stop. 
Uh, I, I definitely in walk bush. into Aelwyn, or Aelwyn as we're walking, like, bump into <laughs> I definitely don't move. I, my brakes are on, so you yes. just... <laughs> it almost causes, a, like, and a domino, off my headphones. domino effect. <laughs> he falls backwards into me, and then I fall into Zeker. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> like, Bush, who, 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 has, who has the snacks? Bell we all have snacks. Oh yeah, I, I mean I have the open the, the snacks. You have, you have the snack sack. You have the snack yeah. sack, the sack full of snacks. <laughs> okay. So I'm thinking I can send Fugue in to run around and, and kind of chase them out of the bush towards us, and then we have the snacks waiting for them when when they come out. And so that that they if we try to go in like in this direction they're going to run away in the opposite direction so we can send them around didn't the guys what do people think? say they would sting if they felt threatened few can handle it <laughs> well i can make plants do stuff with magic Ooh. maybe if it works so that sounds promising i could just like open up the bush and like we reveal can the it. bees <laughs> yeah i think that's i think that's worth a try Okay. It's like that Oprah gif. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So I'll try. I'll try. Mm, try using chloromancy to open up the bush. Okay. Um. Oh, that was actually really good. Yay. That's uh, a nineteen. Sure enough, it just kind of like parts enough for you to see a uh, rather. A rather small bumble kid compared to the size of the queen. This is probably one of the youngest. And you just see that they have like, they just have one of the berries in their mouth and they're looking up at you just like, oh, <laughs> just very curious. And then just kind of looks, swallows the berry, grabs another one, kind of drops it at your feet. <laughs> oh, are you sharing? Hi, little guy. So I'll feel like bend down and pick up one of the berries, try it to show that yeah. like, like, look, I'll eat your offering. Like, oh, you're so cute. And extend the hand out to slowly try and pet it. It will definitely accept the pets. Um, is anyone else going to want to see what's up with that little, with that little fruit? Or, or I mean, I want to, I, I want to know, I'm going to use my my gr my great memory skill um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to to see if it's uh, a fruit that I've already been growing. Okay, go for it. Um, like, do do I recognize the the plant? Yeah. Um, Seventeen. Okay, you would know that this is a this is a fruit you do know. I don't know if you are growing it. That'll be up to you after I explain it. It's not so wild magic gets a bad rep. <laughs> Um, it's usually something seen as scary or harmful, but because it's so tied to the nature of Wildervere, sometimes that magic, because it goes through all living things, is laced in fruits, including the specific kind of berry. But because it's much smaller in the berry, it's a much smaller amount, these effects tend to be a bit more harmless and silly than downright concerning. So it's up to Aww. you. If, so it's up to Guys, you. Guys, this berry's kind of spicy. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. almost they just ate one. What is gonna happen? Oh god! <laughs> yeah, another d twenty. Another d twenty. Yeah, yeah, I recognizing it and see it and and I see you put it in your mouth. I'm like, ah, uh, 
Ugh. A little too uh, Is it like a slow motion of like you see you're like you're you're yeah, like, I was like I'm thinking of like the gif with like all the like like math symbols or whatever. Like you're yeah. you're just like running a memory check for it. It's just there, back, it's, it's just slow. back and forth, like her hand slowly going up and my I'm like slowly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's already in. Uh I rolled a six. Okay. I was really hoping you'd roll the bear one again. <laughs> And, okay, More so I'm, I'm not lying. This is, this is my friend Fox, who kind of headed up the writing of Torin specifically, uh, made the wild magic fruit themselves. And there is a custom thing for the fruit versus the regular wild magic table. Oh. So I'm going to go, even though you rolled a six, I'm going to change it up just a little bit for something a little bit more fun. You, you eat it, you don't sense anything at the moment. You feel fine. There's no immediate strange magic. No one's turned into bears. You feel normal. But as you take maybe a step back, you lift your foot. And when you do, from where your footprint would have been in the dirt, shoots like three or four little flowers. So when you lift your foot, flowers bloom under them. Whoa. What type of flowers? Just different, uh, just random assortments. There's some blue and yellow, just small shoots up. Like full bloom already. They just magically sprout up whenever you lift your feet. Guys, do you see them? <laughs> there are flowers under my feet. How are you doing that? I don't know. Wait, Get were they up. always there? Lift your other foot. Lift your other foot. Were they always there? Yeah, I lift the other one. The other <laughs> it, because they lifted it the so suddenly, one. the sudden lift makes you see the sudden shoot up <gasps> because of how quickly you lifted it. <laughs> do you think it was uh, scary? Helen, are these, do you recognize any of these? Are these new flowers? Also, by the uh, way, the the bumble kit itself is now kind of glowing. Just like a little bit. (laughs) We won't lose that one. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, With the handkerchief around my neck, I'm going to, I'm going to bend down. And since it's, the fan is still like blowing out. uh, After I bend down the bumble kit, can I, I'm going to try to just like kind of, scoop him up and hold him <laughs> and so as i go down and do that um i start saying like well I've, I've never i've never seen it do that before uh that's that's a new one but uh that's that's all because of this plant uh there's this is a, a special shrub that wild magic actually has gone into these plants and it tends to concentrate into the berries just like you know all the sugars and things that we like to eat and why we would grow things for those berries. So there's just little random magical things that happen when you eat them. Wow. Otherwise, this... completely normal berry, by the way. Otherwise, besides that, just, it's just, you know what I mean? These aren't harmful berries that have magic effect. It's just, besides that, just a berry. I am going to say, oh, go for it. Oh, that's going to ask. Are these only found here in Torin? I've never seen one like it before. You would know that it is possible to grow them somewhere else, but because Torin has the most magically just inlaid in the soil and in and of itself, it's most common here. You'd have to, you'd have to like house grow one in such mm. a certain way with Torin soil to get it somewhere in a different city state. But here they just spring up every now and again. Yeah, yeah, most. They're most common around here because of the concentration of magic. If you grow them elsewhere, right in the soil, you may end up with regular berries. Otherwise, you'd have to import soil from Torrid to try to grow them somewhere else and get them to be magical. We grow them as sort of a 
a little, we grow a few of them as like a fun oddity. A nearby town has a little festival. They make mini pies with the berries. So when you bite into them, all kinds of crazy things can happen. The kids love it. Hmm, that gives me an idea. And I, Belle's going to like pocket a few of the berries for later. <laughs> I was going to do the same thing while you guys were having that conversation. I just like slide all over and take a few. <laughs> I feel like these might be useful somehow. If we can get all the bumble kits to glow, we won't lose them. You got one I'm now. force feed them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't sound nice, but we do have one and it is glowing. So... Um, who's going to carry it? I don't know. Oh, I'm just, I'm already I'm already like holding it like this and petting it. Okay, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Ah. <laughs> All right, so shall we continue down the road? Yeah, I, there's probably more around here. Could I Oh, okay, I have an idea. Now that we have one bumble kit, could I have my drake like sniff it and try to find Oh, um, find uh, the like the next one using the scent. You absolutely can. Yeah. Okay. Makes a lot of sense. Um, can and can I roll that with like my monster trainer skill? Yes. Like that my main. Yep, Perfect. Okay. Because mm-hmm. uh, I have been I have been training Fugue to be a little more useful, even though he doesn't always <laughs> oh, doesn't always behave. Yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm like that is a fourteen. I would say Fugue got the scent. Okay. Um, it's not very hard for Fugue because they're kind of like, they have been trained. And they look at you, kind of look at the bumble kit, and then you just see them like kind of get in front of Hyowin and just start sniffing about. Almost like, I wouldn't say like scooting past, I think scooting past is the right word. They're not trying to like be mean or nothing. They're just a little creature. They're just scooting past Hyowin, his big, you know, big robot, and just kind of sniffing about. And the bumble, the first bumble kit that you have found looks at all of you again and just tries to use its wings to get up because it wants to fly and it gets up for a few seconds and then back down. But it almost looks proud of itself that it managed to last that long and then just keeps kind of definitely at Amathea's side because they're the one who like ate the berry and accepted the little gift. So they're just like, favorite. This is the favorite. <laughs> All right, Fugue's got the scent, and you see Fugue. He's doing the like the like lizard like bleh, bleh, like <laughs> tongue licking thing. He's got like a cute little fork tongue. When when he's trying to, he can find things pretty well. I mean, it's usually my food that he's looking for, but all of that's on me. So if he's going over there, it's got to be for something else. Uh, let's follow him and see what he's got. Okay, as you guys keep moving forward, you definitely see that they stop for a minute and kind of like walk back like they were walking forward stopped and walked back and there's like a little offshoot path into like a a deeper part of the woods and it just kind of sits at this front of the path just waiting for you all to catch up all right i guess if this one's further in i'm gonna be paranoid and look for bear trap <laughs> <laughs> you can absolutely do that that is an 11 to look for bear tracks you do not see bear traps. Oh, okay. I I feel much more comfortable. I try to hide that I was looking for bear traps. Just like... <clears throat> oh, just to, uh, no, Nothing on the ground. That, yeah, okay. I think it's clear, everybody. <laughs> You're good to go. I, you're welcome. 
and the bumble kit also kind of takes a step forward towards where fugue is and just kind of like starts to follow as if like it also kind of knows where to look you know i like that Um, we have this tiny parade of adorable animals walking in front of us (laughs) yes (laughs) i don't know about you but this is definitely playing as like an animation in my head of just like oh yeah scenes of just hiking and cute little like walk cycle yes like yeah yeah absolutely we've all seen the soldier poet king animatic in our time (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i'm picturing it like we're like marching on a little line and everything is animated like over the garden wall. Like we're all just these like cutesy yes. little like things going through the forest. <laughs> yeah, that's Amazing. perfect. So as you guys keep going, you would see, cause this, it's getting darker now because you're in more trees, not because of like the daylight or anything, just as more and more trees appear. It's, yeah. But there is just a bunch of bright zipping by lights all around you. And you do eventually spot the next bumble kit as it is running into the path running through the path and like chasing one of these lights like it has been enamored by a glowing little red light and it's like running and then tries to take off because it's in the air tries to take off with its wings plops back down keeps running just continuing this (laughs) it's like a it's like a cat chasing a laser pointer (laughs) (laughs) great Okay, I. What are these lights? What? I wonder if this is a type of, you know, bug native to this area. Would you like to roll? Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So here I can. I'll just do the regular d20. 15. Oh, wow. You would know that they are called the neoflies. They are just regular flies in the day, but at night or in dark spots, they glow with neon colors. That's Very adorable. And you just see this bumble kit chasing after this red neo fly and trying real hard. <laughs> it's trying so hard. All right. How how are the fly are they just like the flies are just like little they're so they're, small they're just little specks of light to they're us. Just flies, yeah. The, yeah, the okay. size is just like a common house fly kind of okay. <sighs> Maybe if we could get one of these flies, we can use it to lure in that last, that kit. Yeah, does I anyone th- have like a jar or anything or something at least clear that we can mm. see the light through? I feel like I wouldn't have a jar. Um. Hmm. <laughs> what are you thinking? Well, this is going to be a little bit of a stretch, but like normally we think about enchantment magic working on like a sentient, like usually like a humanoid creature, right? To right. Like persuade them of something. But could I <laughs> enchant the brain of this fly and like make it fly where I tell it to? I I buy it. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Sure. <laughs> All right, let's do this. I, I, yeah, okay. Here we go. At, uh, I, at the, I think at the same time, Hylwin would like also would also like to try to use some of his hydromancy or aquamancy. Uh-huh. Um, and since I'm I'm powered by water magic, I'm gonna try to create a a a bubble that will appear around the fly and trap it. So then we, and then I can move the bubble and like hold it there and kind of get it to come out and go after the fly in the bubble. 
Ooh, okay. Oh. Uh, roll for it, yeah. I got a 12. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's see what the other roll. 14. Okay, I would say that you can definitely... I think maybe you work together here. Like, the enchantment works, because it's a fly and it probably wouldn't have a hard DC to beat, and you just get it to go into this forming bubble. So that little bit of teamwork instantly flies in the bubble. And this bumble kit looks at it, and now is like, because I kind of like the idea that as it glows, it's kind of reflecting in this like clear bit of water. So now it's even like, maybe not as like centralized bright, but it's like different bright now. And now it's even more infatuated with it. And it's just going right for the bubble. Hylan, we just invented the disco ball. <laughs> you just gotta get, if we heard all of them in there, we can just have a party for the rest of the night. <gasps> just fill a big bubble with all the flies. That is a great idea. Yeah, uh, I would like to use uh, my monster training skills to try to like lure the rest of the flies into this bubble because I do want this disco party. Bumblekit's going to have like a seizure looking at this bubble. It's like every... You absolutely can roll. Well, let me... Okay, yeah. Everything... Can that is a 20 total. That is a 20 total. And any any possible complaint I have is denied. You would absolutely <laughs> succeed. This is my first time training uh, flies, but I think it's going pretty well. Yep, you just get like... You get like, you get to pick the brightest ones, the best colors. You're being a little selective, but you can be, you know? Because there's so many in this area. They're all just kind of about. So you pick a couple your favorites and they all enter the bubble and sure enough as they zip by the the edges change colors matching like not edges but like the parts of this bubble depending on which flies like in front of what part of it yeah the the colors change to match what flies like as they're zipping about so as like the red fly moves from one area to the other the color changes from red to like the blue fly that comes in so the colors change because of their movement Bell, like, after leading them in, like, pauses for a moment. You know, I remember, and they're not the same, maybe not the same as these neoflies, but I remember a bunch of other light-up flies, and they'd use those colors and flashes to, it's like a courtship to each other. And I I want to, like, I guess, like, open up my notebook and observe the flies <laughs> to see if this is a giant fly, like, is it now just a giant fly, like, courtship? mating ball in our disco party <laughs> it's so beautiful <laughs> it's it's too funny to say no to that at that point like <laughs> like the, so you're investigating yeah. if we made like a fly brothel like inside uh, of a club <laughs> i mean i don't think anyone's charging the flies but yes <laughs> we'll be more like a club the world would yeah. never, the world will never be the same. They didn't even have to get their hands stamped or anything. <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm. Uh, Bell is um, like furiously updating his notes on Neo flies to reflect that they will mate like <laughs> in a ball of of floating water, uh, and they will mate a lot in the ball of floating water. <laughs> <laughs> What have we done? <laughs> okay, so 
The Bumble Kid is still just enamored by this disco ball. The Bumble Kid has no idea of the implications of this. <laughs> it's an innocent cat. <laughs> it's a sweet bean. It has no concept of what is happening before its eyes. But it, like, looks at all of you, looks at the bubble, and then sees the other Bumble Kid that is also glowing. And then oh, just, so like, glowing. because it sees the glowing Bumble Kit, it just, like, walks up next to it and just, like, kind of gets close, you know? You have... The second Bumble Kit is safe and secure with you guys. You oh, kid. Excellent. This seems highly effective. <laughs> uh, okay. Now let's feed it a berry to make it glow so that we don't lose it. <laughs> what if uh, feeding it a berry turns it into a bear or something? Yeah, or- it, it, it won't always <laughs> glow. I'm pretty... It, I mean, it might grow flowers. That's not a bad idea, too. I think, I think this is... Oh, look... But if it does glow, it'll be really helpful. I think that's a great idea. Uh, and I'm going to slip the second bumble kit a very, unless someone stops me. <laughs> if no one stops you, it will accept. And in doing so, let me roll now. Can I, I don't know if this is how this works, but like, can I use the bad luck charm to make like a second wild magic effect happen? Is that a thing? I'll allow it. I'm not quite sure. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. That works. I'm cool with that. I guess I'm just not sure, like, when that comes in. Yeah, I would say that you'd probably have to do it before it eats it. So, as he's lowering it, you could probably have done that. No problem. You know what I mean? And so it eats it, and now we roll again. It is... Hmm. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) So, uh... You see this bumble kit immediately eat this berry... And they're, like, happy about this. And then, like, comfortable. And then it looks up at the neoflies. And it lets out a little purr. And then you just hear, like, the different buzzing noises. And then you see it blink. And then it purrs again. And they make more buzzing noises. And it blinks again. And then it realizes something. And, like, makes more complicated sound patterns. That is, its wild magic has allowed it to... Usually this is meant for people. So one of the one of the things that happens to people is you can hear the sounds of bedrins and neoflies as if it was speech. But you've done this to a bumble <laughs> kit. So now it, this cat, this little cat bee, is able to speak with their bedrin and neofly friends. Oh, that's which great. Also, which also means it has just been made aware of what is going on. <laughs> <laughs> so what? two more buzzing sounds and then immediately like 180s looks at all of you looks away from the bubble it's in the bubble is gone and it is just like nope just avoiding that avoiding that (laughs) never mind Um, that was highly ineffective and this as for the second one he knows things he can't unknow yeah (laughs) uh for the second one as it walks by it does eat grass like that's not it's neither here nor there you know it's not a big deal but it just eats grass it just eats some grass or i mean for it people, was worth the show for people this would have been a bigger what more been more concerning of a wild magic world to gain <laughs> of you suddenly have a craving for grass but uh for for a cat bee it's like neither here nor there you know that's what you're gonna do now yeah it's just he's trying like, to get rid of a hairball <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that worked out, I guess, maybe. I, I mean, it, 
If only we, we could speak Bumble Kit. Imagine what we could learn about the life of these neoflies. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you should have eaten the berries instead of giving it to the Bumble Kit. There would still be not some a bad. Idea. <laughs> yeah, Bell's like very slowly, like thinking about it and reaching for the other ber- berry, but he like fugue comes out and like slaps his hand. <laughs> <laughs> it falls onto the floor, maybe. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Okay. So now you have two bumble kits and fugue. You would kind of go back to where you were, like the main path off of this branching one to like the deeper part of the woods, following fugue and the bumble kits leads, because now fugue has two bumble kits to smell. So at first there's like a bit of like interference from the other bumble kit. And then once it like kind of gets its bearings, it's like, oh, I know the scent even better now, you know? So it kind of like, you see it's kind of like hit a bit of a cross. Like part of it wants to go back and part of it wants to go deeper. And it's just not sure which one to follow right now. Huh. Fugue's usually pretty decisive. I wonder if there's, maybe they've split up the remaining kits. Yeah, he could see, or starting to sense that there are some in different directions. Hmm. Maybe so, I can yeah. roll and use my eye for detail to see if we can see little bumble kit footprints, like the which one might be more recent, so the ones that didn't go um, as far away. Yes, yeah, you can definitely you can definitely do that. Okay. I feel like I'm also coding to like do the online dice thing. It's kind of funny. Got a twenty three. <laughs> so. There's no immediate footprints from new bumble kits. So what you're thinking is there's one deeper into the forest, like probably at the edge of the forest, almost closer to the ranger station. And the other things it's smelling might have been the ones that made it to town. Oh, okay. So up to you. You can finish the woods, but it's so few is kind of torn up between this way or like back through town and back. You know what I mean? Mm. Not so much because Fugue has a sense of like where to go, more so just because there's options, I'm not sure, you know, which it's only really gotten because it has a better sense of that scent. Before it was only working off of just like the one Bumble Kid. So it found the closest mm-hmm. one, but not much else. But now it's like, oh, there's so many, you know. <laughs> Should we wrap up the woods before we head into town? Yeah, that, yeah, we'll be turning all the way around to go back. So I think we should we should try to find this last one out here. Okay. So yeah, no problem at all. You guys keep kind of going through the woods. I'm gonna say this la- this last bit walk is probably a bit longer than the other ones have been. Maybe closer to like a bit more of a ten minute trek through before you notice anything. There, it was like mid afternoon. It's starting to like barely starting to hit that sunset point, but just barely. You guys are still very good on time. But uh, what is there any sort of thing you guys want to do coming up to this? Because you are starting to hear like a bit louder sounds coming from this area. Not so much just like neofly buzzes, but like possibly an actual creature making like soft, soft little growls in the distance. I definitely would want to like, and I've I. Bell spent some time going out and like learning about different creatures and animals that live. Maybe not in, so much in this near this city state, but I can I roll to see if I recognize uh, this. Maybe not exactly what it is, but the type of creature. 
Yeah, go for it. Okay, I'm gonna use uh, nature's bounty. Mm-hmm. If I recognize this at all. You got a 10 total. Nothing immediately recognizable, but you have your suspicions just because it's mm. <laughs> Okay. Well, I wonder. No, they wouldn't be that. That's not from around here. And it's, it's not, not a bear, Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say bear. But you, you were know, thinking the... bear. <laughs> I bet uh, I think he was barely ba- thinking. <laughs> uh, I think Bell, like his cheeks go red, which is impressive because he's an orc, so his skin's normally green. <laughs> they like flush red. And he just kind of like, sulks for a bit <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh no um but no it's definitely for anyone else it probably is not a bear sound probably <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm really expecting you to make us encounter a vampire bear i like i I'm, hope so i don't i have i'm suspicious <laughs> you guys are getting closer and the sound is getting a bit louder. And you do see, like, other little creatures from Torin, which is kind of, I wouldn't say running away, but just, like, doing that thing animals do when there's something that's probably not great nearby. If it's like, I'm not going to run, but I am going to get out, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But there's no, like, panic. They, there's just, like, a little bit of, like, a, a movement away from the space. And Fugue... Is is still indicating like the, this is the direction we need to go? <laughs> yes, but like a little bit more hesitantly. Okay. Yeah, so I feel I like feel, I feel like something bad's happening if everyone is trying to, you know, go in the opposite direction. Are we sure about this? <laughs> if there's something that's happening here. I mean, it's probably not a bear. And if that bumble kit's out here and there's there's a predator in the area, we should probably see what we can do to help. Between the four of us, I think we'll be okay. I am going to brashly step in front of the group, like in the direction that the bad thing seems to be, and mm-hmm. just put my little hands on my hips and say, come on out, wherever you are, whatever you are, we're not afraid of you. You say that, there's some silence, and then forward movement and what walks out of this clearing is the strangest cross of plant and animal you think you've ever seen this thing looks entirely made out of different uh, a specific type of flower uh, vines roots and such but it all comes together to make four legs and three far canine heads with flowers coming out of where the eyes would be and like where the nose is and a tail that ends in a big long hydrangea this is the hydrangea (laughs) (sighs) this big hydrangea paniculata hydrangea macrophylla (laughs) this thing kind of looks at all of you and it's in this moment that you see that two of the bumble kits are standing on its back Oh, very clearly having been whipped up there by this big, long, kind of flowy tail. And it it can't really look because its head is filled with like all those flowers, but it just like swishes its tail around and some of the little crit- critters run away. And 
it doesn't seem to be targeting anyone so much as it is just like blindly flailing its big tail and like swinging its heads around. Does it seem like it's so? It, it, did it notice us when uh, Zeker made this proclamation? Yes, um, or it did okay. react to sound. But okay, if anyone thinks that they wouldn't have any sense of like creatures or stuff like that, you can absolutely roll to see if you know anything else about these rather I big have... things. Yeah, I mean, would this fall under the category of like a monster? Oh, for sure. This thing is okay. like probably, probably compared to the other critters of Torin, probably seen by the people as like the scariest, one of the scariest things in Torin. Okay. But that is also not saying a lot because everything else so far has been flies and bee cats. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna roll monster. Winning the trainer. fear factor by default doesn't really mean you're winning the fear factor. <laughs> I got an so, eight total, so mm-hmm. I don't think I know very much. <laughs> the only thing that you would know, and this is something that everyone who talks about the hydrogenja would tell you, the one thing to be concerned about, it's not hostile, it's territorial. It doesn't go looking for a fight, but it doesn't like when people get close. Okay. And you kind of remember that as it continues to swing its tail, not at anyone. There's no, like, pain or threat at all. It's just very clearly, like, puffing up, and as it kind of, like, seems to try and stand bigger and taller, that one of the three, like, canine heads kind of spins about a bit, kind of blooms, and from it come two more doggy head kind of things, and it grows from three to five again, and the five heads just kind of look down, and as it does so, more of the critters run away at that sight. But again, it doesn't really seem to be doing much, just putting on a big show, you know? So um, I, I, like, hold out my arms to, like, tell, like, have everyone stop pretending, okay, okay, it's not gonna come after us uh, if we don't get close to it, but we do have to get close to it to get those bumble kits. Also, if I was able to tame this, I would be one of the greatest monster trainers in the entire world. I have no idea how to do that, but <laughs> I, th- I, I can't help but try. Well, I, I don't know monsters, but I do know plants. And I'm, I'm going to try to use my hydromancy to create a pool of water to kind of like saturate ground behind the hydrangea uh so it's, that it it, it is um, it is technically just called the hydra the hydrangea but i tried to say hyd- it that way it's just the hydrangea uh, but i hydrangea. said it that way but i said it that way the first time so you so that was a bit more clear but i'm gonna do that so it like saturates the ground um it's like sort of like an offering and a distraction uh that mm-hmm. i put water there for it to put its roots into and and take up water and nutrients from the soil and and show that we we're you know we're we're, we're we don't mean any harm and and give it that like offering yeah it it would sense it and kind of walk over one of the heads looks down and it looks like it's gonna drink but then it raises back up again lifts its hand and from the hand come these long brown roots and it kind of puts its paw into the water and just kind of stays there for a moment and you can see it kind of growing a bit and kind of getting that size back up. So Well now you've made it bigger. So Well when I and when I I mean when I do it, I I, I think I I probably also say like we're we're not coming any closer. 
this this is for you. We we mean you. We don't want to frighten you. We mean you no harm. And I think I I do that, and then probably wheel even wheel backwards a little bit too. Um, it seems to like that head that bloomed into two more kind of starts to spin back and go back into just the three again. It's as it's a little less nervous. Okay, but how are we going to get those bumble kits off of it? Well, I should do- mention one of them is awake and a little freaked out, and the other has just like eh, nap time. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Like is it napping on the is it napping on the hydrangea? Oh yeah, on the back. Because yeah. this is like okay. a canine form. So yeah, it has yeah. like the long yeah. So like one of them is just curled up on its back, and the other is like kind of clawing a bit, freaking out a little. And like it notices, but it also like doesn't really care, you know. Things fall on its back all the time, you know. <clears throat> Any other ideas? All right, Halwin. What do hydrangeas like besides water? I could probably uh, conjure up something with my illusion abilities. Mm. Could you make a sunbeam? You can get it to like just sit and start photosynthesizing. (laughs) I mean, and being, uh, I mean, sort of a plant dog, it might want, I mean, to both want the sunlight to create energy but also want to just sleep in a warm sunbeam. We have to rub its belly. I f- uh, Belle says this out loud, like like revelation. It's a <laughs> dog. We we have to scratch its belly. It makes so much sense. If we now. can get it to fall asleep, yeah. maybe you can get up close enough. Yeah, that right away. Otherwise, it'll grow more heads again. So here, let me try rolling. What if we scratch behind all of its ears at once? We'd still have to get close to it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let I, I'm I'm Althea. Do do your thing. Let's see. All right. Got a twenty-one. Yes. Instantly, this beam of sunlight hits the hydrogen the hydrangea. It finishes drinking up the water, and it like feels this, and just kind of like puts its paws back into the dirt, roots itself back into the soil. And then just kind of lowers itself into like a lay down position. Oh, okay. Uh, I would like to like wait until it's a little like clearly like a little sleepy Mm -hmm. and then like very slowly kind of crawl up and then just just like really give it like a nice belly rub. (laughs) Like 100% like you would a dog. (laughs) Okay. I won't make you roll for it because that's pretty normal. There wouldn't be much to roll for there. But sure enough, as you're rubbing it and petting it, the affection seems to be winning it over a bit. And those three heads, those two others, kind of curl back up again the way you saw the other two do from the one head. And its size shrinks more, and it becomes one-headed. And that was the head in the center that kind of did that, that stayed up. And now it's just kind of making little sleepy snores. Aww. Now it's just a uh, cute little flower dog. I, I'm definitely talking to it in like a in like a like baby dog speak. It is. And you see, Belle just kind of like 
shoves his face in its belly and just like ruffles it around. <laughs> it is asleep, but it would be, it is enjoying this, but it is like in a very just happy nap place right now. Okay, that's great. Now, how are we going to get these two? Oh, I'm distracted by petting this cute animal. <laughs> I will say as soon as the first, as soon as it got to ground level, the first bumble kit like popped off and ran to you guys without hesitation. The second one that's sleeping on top is the more tricky one. Uh, okay. What does this forest look like? Like, are there vines or anything on the trees? It would be, yeah, for sure. Cool. I have two options. You guys should. You guys can tell me which one I should do. I can either try to use Chloromancy to, like, use the vines to, like, claw machine the other cat, or... I could use my flair for the dramatic to swing on a vine and, oh, like, Indiana Jones rescued the bumble kit. <laughs> Those are both very good options. <laughs> Those are very good options. As soon as you started asking for the vines, oh, look! It's a bumble kit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's appropriate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, we are streaming, but. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Oh, no, as soon as you started, like, mentioning the vines, I totally, like, imagine they using the vines to try and, like, enwrap and bring the bumble kit to us. Okay, then I will try that one. Yeah, that's probably least likely to end up in some kind of result that could upset the hydrangea. Okay. <laughs> like, if you fell on the hydrangea while you were swinging. <laughs> it's like you made it halfway and the vine breaks. Oh, no. Alright, then I will I will use my magic to oh god. Oh that was on my keyboard. Um oh wow. Uh 17 chloromancy. Oh yeah. It uh the vine just kinda like scoops right underneath, you know? Goodbye, Bumble Kit. Just like lifts <laughs> and moves it right back to you guys. And it kind of wakes up as it's being like moved and seeing this it like gets a little freaked because it's moving it's moving and then it like once it reaches where you guys are it tries to like hop off but it kind of like fumbles a little and lands on its like on its little chin and belly kind of splayed out on the floor but then just like shakes and gets back up and joins the other the other three and these four seem like like it's you could tell that the four are happy that they are back you know there's like different sounds and purrs and buzzes between the four, but and the hydrangea is asleep and it is soundly asleep because it got fed and now it has like some nice light. It's just a very good day for this territorial plant monster, and you all can probably head back because the only one Fugue had left was the one you came. I was gonna actually see if I could, like. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, I I'm gonna try to like gently like I I want to gently wake up the hydrangea and see if I can like tame it a little bit. Well, before you do that, I'm going to slowly start to back up with the bumble kids. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not good here. idea. It's a good idea. Good um, plan. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to like um like scratch it behind the ears and then like kind of gently pet it on its head and when it wakes up you know do the thing where you like offer it like the a dog like the back of your hand to smell 
mm-hmm. and like let it get a scent of you and then like try to see if it'll let me like stay near it and i would very much like to at, at, like basically want to try to see if i could ride this thing out of here because i think this is the coolest coolest creature bell has seen in a long time wait you're going from we've never met before to i'm going to ride you five minutes later <laughs> yes this this is look i never said bell was a wise character he he is ambitious <laughs> uh, um, or at least like maybe get it to see if it'll follow us if i like i don't know what it would would want maybe it would want the pollen maybe i don't know so you do you maybe want to roll the monster tamer one? Yeah, yeah, monster trainer. Uh, okay, let me. Oh, this is probably gonna go really badly, so everyone should get ready to run. And it starts like yelling. Oh my! We're okay, already you, backing this away. This is why. This is why I don't roll with the actual uh, the physical dice because that's a four and a oh, four and a nine. Okay, four and a nine. That's all. That, I thought it was a ten, but it's a thirteen. It's not good, but it might not kill me. So it you wake it up. And I will say this, it doesn't, like, immediately get hostile, but it's more like you wake it up, it, like, senses you waking it up, and then just kind of, like, very quickly. Usually these head splits are very slow and kind of, like, theatrical, but very quickly in a split second, splits into the three heads, does, like, a three-pronged bark, and then, like, I imagine you kind of stumble back a little bit, and then it plays right back into one and goes back to its nap. Just the dog equivalent of don't touch me. <laughs> you know when okay. you like, try to pick up your dog and it gives you that little growl, just like, nope, I am here. This is my place. Don't move me. That that happened. Except it like split into the three heads to make that growl and then went right back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I think Bell has like a half second where he he's about to like step forward to try again, but but like remembers experiences like, okay, all right, I'm gonna give <laughs> up here. But as we go, I do want to like sketch it in my, um, oh yeah, in uh-huh. my like notebook and like add an entry on hydrangea and oh, yeah. don't yeah. wake it up when it's napping. It doesn't like that. No, it, it's very much, it's very territorial. It would have taken a lot to convince it to leave its yeah. space. That's, I have that to try. Was, I have yeah, to try. no, it was a very good try. I just, if it was another creature in Torin, it probably wouldn't work. It's just this one specifically is very oh, rooted. Look, man, um, I see, I see a legendary. I have to try to catch it. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's what Bell's about. He doesn't succeed very well, but that's what he's about. If they try. <laughs> so the, uh, as you all kind of start to make your way back, like I said, the only one left was past everything there you know and you kind of just have that like 10 minute plus maybe a few more now just trek back to the main space and there's either one in town or possibly or possibly it had already been collected by the farmer who could have gone the other way going back to to go the other way to head towards town where we think the other one will be we're gonna we're gonna go by the farm again aren't we Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we can drop off. Yes, and these even, four. Yes. Yeah, no, no, no. They'd all, and they're all. It's kind of getting to be a handful because they like, <laughs> they're kind of bouncing next to, like, they're kind of doing a little bounce walk now, but they're all doing it next to each other, and some of them want to try and like jump over each other. It's just getting. They're kind of starting to rough out, you know. So it's probably probably time for them to head home. 
the sun is starting to actually set now. It is mm. like you, not in like a dangerously close to nightfall way, but in like the you can see the very nice sunset hit the autumn leaves. It's very nice. You probably have about another fifteen minutes before things might start getting a little, eh, which would mean you'd have probably enough time to make it back to the farm and start your way to town, which is not a far walk from the farm. It's much quicker to get there than through the woods. So you'll probably be fine. You might be able to, if it's still there, you'll catch it right as it's starting to head back. So it shouldn't be a problem. So is there anything you guys want to talk about on the way there or do we want to jump to the farm? I, I mean, I'm just like lamenting over what the failure with been. the hydrangea. What might have been, yes. <clears throat> it's a good thing we encountered it while the sun was still up though. Can you imagine running into that thing in the dark forest? I always thought they slept all night, but wouldn't Waking want to bump one... into it without seeing what's happening. Walking, and Uju walking. definitely wouldn't have worked then. Yeah, Can you imagine giving it sun when it's the sun isn't out? Yeah, true. You guys make it back to the farm, and the farmer is holding the queen bumble kit and sees the four, and kind of like the queen bumble kit kind of flaps away and looks at the other four. Not the other four don't like get sad per se. They just all look like, uh oh, the boss, you know. <laughs> And the, they kind of purr and buzz a bit, like adamantly in chargely, and the four kind of nod and walk back to their place. The, the queen bumble kid just kind of told them, like, don't scare me like that, <laughs> if you could hear them. And the farmer just goes like, well, that's four out of five. I think the fifth one might have headed towards town. But the good news is there's always traders and merchants coming through that way with different, like, homemade baked goods and like little like handmade crafts so chances are one of the bumble kits if they were there probably ended up in one of those vendor carts if anything so that might make your job easier uh if one of them's selling anything honey related stop there <laughs> and he would say like you probably have a bit of time before the sun goes down and we really have to start ramping up our search but uh Thank you all so much. I, I'm going to start making us something nice for when you come back with the fifth bumble kit now. And he heads back in very comfortable with the four and like confident you guys can handle this last one. So he's not like standing out there worried anymore. It's just one more, right? What could go wrong? <laughs> Those are famous last words, Bell. Why would you say that? Out I've said them many times. They're definitely not last words. <laughs> we'll see about this time. <laughs> But there will be snacks when we're done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what was that? I don't eat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you can have some nice oil, hmm. grease up your wheels and make your insides run well. That's what the robot in, in a Meet the Robinsons had. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I like I'm not the only one who remembered that movie. <laughs> I watched that movie a lot. <laughs> hey Halen, you're you're you know about the weather. Are we in uh are we gonna be all right on this uh nighttime journey here? Yeah, I I it should be fine. I it sounds like we should be able to to find the last one pretty quick and be back at seems like it's gonna be a, a clear night just like the day was. Okay. Because the last time I did say this shouldn't be a problem, there was a giant storm. So I just wanted to check that off. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
MLTA gives Belle the look that I very much just did of like the one eyebrow raise and like slotted eyes. <laughs> just like you would say you. Belle is used to this look. <laughs> <laughs> so as you guys make your way, there sure enough are like these, like really the best visual I can give you are those wooden like old timey cards that have like the, that have like the, the chalkboard on the side with the list of stuff and there's a couple of them some of them are like handmade crafts and different things one of them is just nicely enough just like clearly these are like seller parents who like sell different things but they've let their kid turn it into a makeshift lemonade stand for the day you know and there's just this like little orc child just like shouting for people to try their lemonade because it's really good i promise <laughs> and but like they have a very big jar full of quarters and stuff. So you could tell they've had a very good day. But at towards kind of like the end of this row leading into town, there is an old Fay, which is like kind of like the Eladrin of 5e, if you want to get a visual. So mm-hmm. like very natural elf who is like in their elderly years and they're like making different treats and simultaneously like they'll put one there and then they'll put one below their little cart and then they'll put another one and then they'll put another one below their desk you know what i mean and just every now and then it's been like don't worry little one it'll be okay and are, are we able to tell what they're making these the their treats out of like is it visible or or the, the biggest word on the top of the vendor cart says honey in <laughs> <laughs> all big yellow letters and the o is turned into a honeycomb Gee, well I there we go where it could be <laughs> and bubble this... kids who love to eat things constantly <laughs> where, wherever might it be <laughs> she looks and goes oh are all of you from the sorry they're just like oh are all of you from are all of you looking for a bumble kit Oh, that makes sense. A few hours ago, one just came by, and after I gave it some water, I, you know, I make honey things, so I decided to make it some nice, and it just, like, they just pull out the fattest bumble kit you've seen all day, and they look like you are taking them away from the happiest they've ever been. (laughs) Well, you need to give this poor Bumble kid a treat. Like, look how unhappy it is. Uh, I, I like shake out, I like reach in the sack, rummage around and get like the biggest treat that I can feel and like pull it out. I'm like, all right, come on, little guy. Come on. Come on. I know you want the treat. Instant (laughs) mood change. It like looks at the at the elder fay gives it like a little bit of a nuzzle they smile and then just like pet it and just go don't be don't be a stranger little one and it kind of just uses its little wings to try desperately to go over towards a bumble kid side towards bell <laughs> and yeah it would join you in a heartbeat for food and- uh i definitely like I'm like tr- like holding it in one hand because it's so big. Bell's kind of like lopsided, and in the other, he's just holding the bag and like letting it just like eat out of the bag. I think we should get back. I don't know how quickly. How, I don't know how much longer this bag's gonna last. It's feeling a lot lighter on this arm <laughs> than this arm. And you see, he's like, 
<laughs> struggling to carry this large cat. Don't worry, if you run out of treats, Amalthea can uh, illusion the sound of a can opener. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys start heading back, and you notice the Fae, like, kind of step out towards you guys, and just goes, if I may, I would like to at least see where this little one is going. Just, you know, I kind of got a little attached today, and I, I'm sure it belongs to a nice farmer. I just just want to double check it ends up safe and sound, you know? Sure. I am, and you're welcome to come with us. We're just heading back that way into the woods a bit. Wonderful. And they just kind of, without question, and like you could tell they weren't suspicious so much as just curious, you know? They just wanted to make sure more than anything. They don't not trust you. But Do, as you guys don't you need to uh, uh, lock up your cart there before you head out? They look at the child with the lemonade and they look over at the like the person selling handmade little like cool sticks and stuff. He's like, I think I'm good. <laughs> All right. And, and they just go besides everyone everyone around here stops by on their way into town. If someone takes one, I could just make more. All I have there are my cookies. So they follow you and you end up back at the farmhouse. The fifth bumble kit joins, gets the same like semi-scolding from the queen bumble kit. <laughs> but like you could tell this one just isn't paying attention as it eats what's like the food that's left out for it for lunch. And they just go, oh, this place is lovely. And the human farmer stops and just goes, Oh, you all did it. Oh, I, I shouldn't have even doubted for a second. I have just about wrapped up. I started, but I was waiting out here earlier. I just about wrapped up a uh, dinner, if you would be interested. And they look at the Fae and just go, were you the one taking care of of, uh, of my oldest one there? And they nod. They're just like, ah, thank you so much. Here, please. I have enough for everyone. And you guys, I think we're all, if unless anyone has anything they want to do, I think the nice place to call it would be you guys getting a nice like dinner and getting to see the nightfall in Torin. You could probably stay the night either here or at the ranger station, so no worries about that. And you get a nice dinner and just a relaxing evening. There is one last thing that I would like to do, if that's okay with you, B. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, definitely 100% going to put the remaining berries in everyone's meal. <laughs> There's like a nice salad for you to blend it into. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know. <laughs> look, look, we we look, we took these from the forest. We're not gonna waste them. Well, Hyland doesn't even eat, so <laughs> you're not gonna be able to prank him back. Uh, I just take a berry and I just kind of smush it into <laughs> Hyland's face. Uh do you do you I don't even know. I guess D20. No, that, that, I, I'm not trying to do it. Like, I think that's while everyone else is eating, I just like uh, yeah. <laughs> trying to make him have Is there even like one. an orifice on their face? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's actually, I don't know. You do this while I'm just like, I'm trying to just talk to the farmer about crops and like how their season's going, and you just come up and just <laughs> smush this berry onto me. And I just, I turn and I'm just like, you're very lucky that didn't get into anything. <laughs> the... Are you trying to make us have an effect, Bell? I figured we could try these. They seem fun. <laughs> the Fae just kind of like if that if the Fae sees this, they just go, "Oh, I would always, I would always play pranks on my siblings with these." 
He gets it. Uh, so, uh, D20s from you two, I suppose. Unless, Belle, did you do it to yourself as well? I, I did also eat the salad, yes. <laughs> okay, so, for all three of you. Not this was payback for the bear illusion. <laughs> uh, I got a uh, six. I got a 18. Six, 18, and... 13. 13. Okay, so the six, uh, you open your mouth, and the best way to put it is, like, you know when you have a fruit roll-up and, like, the blue one, and then your tongue gets it all blue afterwards? The red berry color is just all over now, and it will be for a while. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You see Belle, like, he's, like, he, like, I guess I see it, like, in the reflection of something, and I'm, like, oh, 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 oh. Fugue, fugue, check it out, check it out. And I start doing like, bleh, 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 and it's just like the, they're the same color. And Belle is so happy. You, as for uh, Zeker, you put your, like, you eat it, kind of know what it is, so you're prepared for anything. Mm-hmm. You take the next bite of your salad, and it tastes like candy. <gasps> oh, Belle. Everything tastes like candy. Oh, Belle, you did the best thing. <laughs> More people should say that. <laughs> Your whole dinner now will taste like candy. Yes! That is pretty great. And the last one, I saved it for last because this is because I will be saving you from having to do something really hard. Fox wrote on here because, again, this was me. For the next five minutes, you speak impulsively in rhyme. <laughs> Which we will not have to force you to do on the spot because this is what we're gonna call it. (laughs) I was there. I did not know you were such a natural poet. (laughs) I was trying very hard to think of what rhymed with done, like already (laughs) in my brain. The story is done. We hope you had fun. Thank you ever so much, <laughs> everyone, for playing with us, for B, for running the game for us, everyone who watched. I'm sorry, I had to leave the chat because my computer, my laptop was almost out of batteries. But thank you ever so much to everyone who was watching us or any of you who are watching or listening to us in the future. We hope you enjoyed World of Wildervere. B, where can people find this game? Yes. So, fun part about Wilkerbeard is completely done on just different Google documents and stuff. I will eventually maybe get it to be pay what you want PDFs on itch once I learn that system better. But for now, there will just be, uh, I can send links. If you go to either our Instagram or Twitter or anywhere, you will find a link to a drive folder that just has all of it laid out. There will also be links to our Discord server and all that jazz. So, it's, I do my best to make it so that I, everything can get you everywhere. <laughs> Amazing. And yeah, we'll have links to the Wilderveer Twitter in all of the places as well. They're down in the reference section below. And in the reference section, you can also find the social media information for our two special guests. I'm there. I sort of pointed in yes. the right direction. There we go. Um, so thank you so much, Jay and Sebastian, for hanging out with us tonight. I hope you had fun. And thanks, of course, to regular cast member Ryan for hanging out. Um, I loved all of the characters everybody made. That was super fun. And this game system is really just sweet and nice, and it seems super family-friendly as well. So you could probably play this with a mixed group of ages or abilities or experiences with tabletop role-playing games. For instance... Jay told us this was her first time ever playing a tabletop role-playing game. And it oh worked out gosh. swimmingly, right? Nice. <laughs> so it's a great oh. game for all of those reasons. So please check yes. out World of Wildervere. Check out all of these wonderful people and the great Psycon they do. And uh, yeah, thanks everyone for supporting us. We will see you 
for all of the rest of our streams this month. Um, and then we'll be taking our December break. But uh, take care of yourselves and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye.